Phoenix West, the Twilight Zone episode review show. Welcome to episode three of the Phoenix West episode review show, or whatever this show's titled, I forget. This episode is Mr. Denton on Doomsday. Uh, debuted October 16th, 1959. And let's get to the fucking plot already. Um, let's see here. This one's, uh, this one's kind of hard for me to classify in my, uh, past, present, future, fear, irony, urban legend thing. It is past. That's her fucking sure. Um, although I gotta say it's kind of more, I don't know, irony, I guess. Irony slash urban legend somewhere in there. Some... Something in there has got to be right, right? I don't know. I don't. I haven't really thought through it yet. It's kind of like a a weird Western. What the Twilight Zone did a lot of Western stuff, and I feel like okay, this is. It's kind of like nineteen uh, sixties did a lot of old West shit, which was like eighty fucking years before the sixties. You know, like eighteen eighty. And then the 1970s did a lot of 1950s stuff, like Grease and Happy Days and shit like that. And then, you know, 90s and 70s. And it's all like 20 years behind. But for some reason in 1960, they were obsessed with the 1800s. I don't get it. There's like eight episodes of this fucking show that are all 1800 shit. Kind of weird. Um, fun fact. I don't know. Not, not really fun fact. F- weird observation, I should say. It's not really a fact. Um, this episode was... The or I should say the character name, Mr. Denton, is the inspiration for my third book, Eye of the Storm. Uh, my character, Carter Denton, has a, shares a similar last name, almost 100% similar. It, it's the same. It's the same fucking name. I took it. I took that name. I like the name a lot. Um, it's kind of similar because the character is an alcoholic in both, both things, you know, and then... He's also really good with guns. He doesn't know why. And there's a lot of similarities between that and my book. So, you know, call me Tarantino, I guess, because I fucking just, apparently I just took that took that shit. Didn't realize till right now as I watched this episode again for the first time since I wrote that book back in, what, fucking 2011, some shit. Um, or two, 2010, I don't know. I don't know my own life. I'm a, life's a blur. I am drunk. I, ironically, I am very drunk. Not really. I'm very buzzed, should say, recording this um, about a show where the guy plays a drunk and learns from his mistakes. So, Mr. Denton on Doomsday is a very, very misleading title because there's no Doomsday. I don't really get the title of this episode so much. Um, Well, I guess it starts off, let's just say this. It starts off like Old West, and you see the Old West, and it sounds like an Old West song, but it really, if you look into it at all, like I did, because I have nothing else to do with my time, it's an old Russian folk song. It's not a fucking country western song, so it's a little weird. I would have used some Johnny Cash myself. This is 1959. Johnny Cash had a couple albums out by then. I think he started in like 55 or some shit, so just use some of his. Uh, the, although I know they don't want the old twangy shit, they don't want the dun 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 dun. dun. They want the like that sort of shit where it's just twangy and kind of hangs around. I don't know, but and probably it was way cheaper to be honest because the Russians don't you don't have to pay them really. So this guy, uh, you see, Mister Denton, he's a, he's a horrible lush, um, as people were, and this bad guy. You know he's a bad guy because he has a Julie Roberts mouth, and it 
he could smile for days. His mouth could eat a head full, just with one bite, like a human head, fully grown male's human head. He could eat Rocky Dennis's head from the mask. He could just swallow that fucking thing whole. And it's like uh, his mouth stole the show. It swallowed the script, as far as I could tell. It's like Jim Carrey mixed with Anthony Perkins, this guy. He looks just like the right in the middle between those two. And he's he kind of acts like Biff Tanner or like, I guess this is a Western uh, Mad Dog Tanner from Back to the Future 3. As, as much as you want to erase that from your memory, you can't because it's it's there. It's part of the trilogy. So probably get used to it. Um, yeah, he, he makes uh, Denton sing this song. I forget how it goes. It goes like... Nobody knows how thirsty I am, or some, some shit like that. Basically, it's like watching your drunk uncle uncle fall apart in front of you for for 20 minutes. I guess I should say 15, because that's about how long he's an alcoholic for. Because halfway through this episode, spoiler alert, he just stops being an alcoholic. You can just quit. He doesn't have any withdrawals. He doesn't have any problems. He just goes, you know, I've had enough. I'm probably good for the rest of my life now. I'm going to go ahead and stop. And there's no side effects. There's no downside of this. He just cold turkeys alcohol after being a lush for who knows how long. Just by sheer willpower, just stops. Which is great and, I guess, hopeful if you're an alcoholic, but impossible. You're going to have some bad days, some bad weeks. You're going to almost die. And you're going to feel like you wish you were dead. But this fucking guy just stops. He just stops right in his tracks. And uh, nobody has a problem with it. So so he's making this, uh, the bad guy here, this Jim Carrey, Anthony Perkins guy, is making uh, Denton sing some songs, and he keeps getting him drinks because of it. And this lesbian girl's like, hey, dude, don't do that. Come on, have some respect. And he's like, fuck respect. I'm nobody knows how thirsty I get. And I also get it for a drink. Come on, man. I thought some whiskey. And then she's like, dude, don't do that. What are you doing? And she's like this weird lesbian angel on his shoulder. And this Jim Carrey guy is like, dude, I'm your I'm your devil on your shoulder. Just fucking sing a song. Sing a jaunty tune and I'll give you a drink. Give me some whiskey. Not a big deal. Just do it. And then uh, after he gets his drink, or, or the first drink he gets, Mr. Denton just stumbles upon a gun. As we all have done in once in our lives or twice. Usually that story ends with somebody stumbling upon a gun with a child blowing his fucking head off and some sad parents for a while in a divorce. But this one ends with like, he, beca- he becomes like a magic fuck up. Like, he's like a Mr. Magoo with his goddamn gun. He just like, after the second time, when he goes to get his second drink, I should say, he goes in and then Jim Carrey guy's like, Ah, Denton, what's what's that you got there? You got a gun, huh? It used to be a gun. Let's see how fast you are. Let's, let's shoot off. And this show goes against the the uh, stereotype where I don't know if you want to say stereotype, but you usually see like the the duel out in the street, you know. But they don't want to show that because they would have to, you know, edit around some shit because it's just in a studio lot. So they they go inside. They go inside the bar, which would never fucking happen because the bartender would be like, dude, take this outside. This is a business. I can't afford to be cleaning up blood. I have no other workers here. It's just me behind the bar. 
That there's no door that closes. I can't kick people out of here to clean up the blood. Just goddamn take it outside. But in this, they go inside for some reason and have fights. The gun duels. So the fucking new carry guy's like, let's do this. Let's fucking do this, Denton. And then Denton's like, I don't want to do this. And then the Jim Carrey guy kind of goes out in the street because he know he knows what's up, you know, in typical westerns. And he's like, I forget the girl's name. I really don't remember. Who gives a shit? The, Mr. Denton's like, hey, you, t- hey, lesbian haircut girl, tell this guy I don't want to fight. I just want to, I just want to do this, and I don't really want to fight. And then he's just like fuddling around this gum, this gun, like Mr. Magoo, like I said, and just shoots the gun out of the guy's hand. And record, because, you know, it's not a, like, Sam Peckinpah movie. There's no blood. It's just his the Jim Carrey guy's gun flies out of his hands comically. And he's like, what? No. And then they go inside. He goes inside. The town, like, turns around and just sucks Mr. Denton's dick like crazy. And they're just like, oh, my God, Mr. Denton. That was amazing. Let's go inside. And let me say... um, there's a bad, bad laugh track when Jim Carrey is calling out. I know I'm all over the place. I'm trying to, I have some notes here. I'm trying to incorporate them. There's a bad, bad laugh track when Jim Carrey guy is making fun of Mr. Denton. It's like, it's it's a, such a terrible, it's like when you have the bad audio in a really low budget indie movie and it's like, I think we should, I think we should go. and this changes like mid sentence and it doesn't make any sense and it's very obnoxious how annoying this is. But this laugh track is like, He's like, Mr. Denton, sing your song. <laughs> and then everyone else is like, ho, 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 Sorry for blowing the mic. Ho, 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 When they stop halfway through a laugh, every single person. It's, it's impossible. Let's just say that. When's the last time you made everyone stop laughing at the exact same time? It's, it's a, this should be a miracle, really, by sorts. It's, it's impossible. Let's just say that. I'm not going to go any further. Um. So he goes inside, and then he gets this drink, and then he fucking accidentally... The guy comes back in, the Jim Carrey guy. You know, he's all like... For some reason, the town, the, the bartender's like, oh, yeah, I guess he wasn't dead, so he can just follow us back in here. I didn't think about that. And they're all, like, goddamn surprised that this fucking embarrassed psychopath wants to keep the, the conversation going. And they're just like, oh, yeah, he's in here. All right. And Mr. Denton's like, I still don't want to fight. And he's still, you know, shaking off the alcohol a little bit. At this point, um, and he's like, I don't want to. F-, and he shoots the the chandelier, big ass chain, and it just falls and it hits the gun out of the guy's hand again. And um, yeah, and he just that's how he defeats the Jim Carrey guy. And you never see that guy again, as far as I can remember. And it's just like, okay, that was, I feel like he was just there for the first act. And then after that, it was just everybody else. And then, um, Mr. Denton, let me just say this. I like the actor who played him. And it sucks he died at, like, 61 or some shit. But he was the 1960s. I know this is 59, but I just go ahead and say 60s. 1960s William H. Macy. He sounded and looked exactly like William H. Macy. And he was pathetic. And he reminded me of him in, like, Boogie Nights when he was real sad and, like, couldn't handle his marriage and shit. Like... He was like that. Or Magnolia, when he's just a sniveling, like, former all-star kid. And he's like, he's just a sniveling little bitch. And that's what Mr. Den reminded me of in this. 
Because he, he looks and sounds so much like him. I want to do like a side-by-side. He more sounds like him than looks like him. I'll give you that. If you're doubting me, why don't you go eat a dick? A big old western bag of dicks with Santa Fe sauce, whatever that is. Chipotle, I guess. I don't know. But this fucking guy goes in this monologue with his lesbian broad. Um, throwing a little New Jersey, New York broad in there. I don't really use that word, but it's funny. Anyway, he's just like, I used to be the fastest gun around here, and then people after people, person after person, I guess is what he said, came around and used to, I don't know, lost track. Um, and then he's like, and then one day, I, I was a 16-year-old kid, it turns out, and so I put down the, you know, he's, I used to drink earlier and earlier, and then a 16-year-old kid got was the one who got shot by me, and then. That was all I did. Hung up the gun, blah, blah, blah. And he retired. And sad sob story. And we all care for him more. Save the save the save the kip, cat or the puppy, whatever you want to do. Um let's just say if you don't want to shoot people, just don't. Just move. Really, just move. Really. I know, first of all, I don't understand this lifestyle where you roam from city to city and just go, hey, who's the best at killing other people? Let me go ahead and fight that motherfucker. Let me fight him. Let me let me go mano a mano at the best guy in your town. And I get that like boxing where you just kind of recover and then you go go ahead and do that again in a couple months. But when you're gonna go and take a bullet through the dome, or I guess in this because it's you know TV, they just get shot in the hand and they're like, oh, career's over, done. But in reality, they just shoot you in the goddamn trope, and you're 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 done for life. Your life is done, I should say. I guess is really what I'm trying to get at. You're dead. You're a fucking dead person. You're a goddamn corpse rotting in the bar in this. But I guess since I'm sticking with reality, you're a goddamn corpse rotting in the street, just being pecked apart by vultures because nobody cares about you to bury you. Nobody's paying for that funeral or casket. The casket maker's got to make a living. And really, be that's. I guess that's really what I'm trying to get to with this episode is tip your casket makers because they really got a tough job. Drink my Heineken there. Um, let's go. Let's keep going here. Let's fucking get through this. This is a rough episode. It's it's fine on the watch, but it's nothing interesting going on. It's a, Mr. Denton is so goddamn sweaty, I, but nobody else is, and I think that's how they represent that. Oh, he's an alcoholic. He's sweating a lot, but he's in the desert. That woman, the lesbian girl, should be sweating like crazy too. She's just not. She's in the dry or the. You know, it's dry and it's fucking hot. I live in Phoenix. It's fucking hot. If you if you're a female and you're outside, I don't care. You're gonna goddamn sweat, even without the concrete back then. You're gonna fucking sweat. Goddamn bitch, I hate her. I, I'm jealous. Um. So, Mr. Denton's like, I'm going to go to shave and we'll deal with this. It's going to happen again. People are going to come from far and wide to come, you know, shoot me, and shoot at me. And then he goes and shaves and then cuts back from commercial break and uh, shows him shaving. Freshly shaving. And then uh, he gets he gets offered a duel. He accepts it. And he hears some shit outside and he goes outside and then he sees this uh, wagon wheel, you know, this wagon, not wagon wheel. Need to brush up on my Western terms. Uh, but this guy's outside, and he's got this little little shop, you know. And um, if you ever played, uh, like, Fallout 3, it's kind of like that. What's the guy to sell shit out of a wagon? 
and you know how it goes. And he says, you know, hey, this is a, this is what I do. I sell shit. You know, you, sh- you should uh, listen to this. Listen to your gun. You found it for a reason. And then you see that his name is Henry J. Fate. It says dealer and everything, Henry J. Fate. And if they could hit the nail on the head a little bit more, they would be on George Lucas levels with his General Grievous and his his such bullshit, fake, cop-out, obvious names that you immediately know who's bad and who's good just based on the guy's goddamn name. So he's he's Mr. Fate. Obviously, he represents fate. This isn't a Greek tragedy. He just is fate. He's not... It's so, so unnecessary to the story. Here's Here's my problem with it, I guess, overall. Make it necessary to the story or don't include it at all. Really is what the problem is. And they just kind of go, my name's Fate, and I'm out of here. And you don't see him again, so it doesn't fucking matter. You do, I guess you do see him again at the very, very end. But who cares? It doesn't matter. The story would be the exact same without him there. But he gives him a potion, and he's like, hey, just so you know, I get this 10-second potion. It's pretty fucking sweet. It's like a... Oh, it's like uh, this magic potion. I was gonna make a joke there, and I forgot what it was. So fuck it, moving on. It's like this magic potion where you don't, you know, you can shoot whatever you want for ten seconds, and it's it's movie slash TV ten seconds, so it lasts forty five. And um, he makes him shoot a lamp out, and he shoots it just fine. He's like, oh no, your ten seconds is up, which has been thirty two. Um, you, that gun is he's useless to a what's he say a glass to an ox or something some shit like that, and you're like. Is that a phrase people used to say? Because that doesn't make sense. I, I mean, it makes sense in the sense that it doesn't, it, a glass would be useless to an ox. But you can just say it's, the gun's useless to you. You don't have to, I guess in the Old West, they used to just like to compare things to other things, like weird analogies where you don't need to say it. They weren't going for a joke. They weren't going for wisdom. They just wanted to say something, I guess, is what I gathered. But, I guess he just kind of walks away from this fucking guy after taking the potion. He's like, what do I owe you? He's like, oh, don't worry about it. No problem, nigga. Just, just take that shit, go. Take that shit, go. So he takes it, and he goes, like the, like the guy said. And then, you know, the, the next scene, he's like in the bar, and what's his fucking name shows up? I forget his name. Let's just say Tim Duncan, the NBA center. Let's just say it's him. I don't fucking care. We lost track. Um, but he's white, and he's smiling, he's blonde. He looks like Paul Walker, R.I.P. But he looks like Paul Walker, R.I.P. And so he goes to draw his gun, and he's like, hey, you he do the fastest around here. And Mr. Denton's like, that's goddamn right, Paul Walker. I'm the fastest and the furiouster. Seven. And uh, anyway, I'm losing my track. I guess I'm a little off track here. But he's like, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna pull this gun on you. And Mr. Denton's like, all right, let's do that. And they both drink potions. Holy shit. Twist. Here's my issue. Fate. Why make him fate? They literally made him fate. That's like making a death character. They made him fate. And fate doesn't fortune... Fate was on both sides, is what I'm trying to say in this. In this that's what the show is trying to say. Fate was on both these guys' sides. And both of them shot each, other's in the ha- each other in the hand... And then the guns flew out, and they're like, oh, I guess your careers are over, bye. And they're like, 
the bartender's like, oh, that sucks. Your career's over. Yeah, I shouldn't eat more. And then Denton walked up to the Paul Walker guy, RIP. And then he's like, hey, your gun's gone, too. You got shot in the hand. So I guess your career's over. You got lucky, kid. And lesbian girl's like, hey, what's up? What's going on? And he's like, oh, I guess we're both done. And I realize I'm rambling like a valley girl right now, but that's what fucking happened. It was like, hey, I'm done. Hey, you're done. Hey, we're all done. I guess we're all done. That's fine. That's fate. And it was like, so fate was, fate wanted both these guys to, to get out of the game. Stop being such douchebags. Speed round fucking shooting at each other, guys. I don't get it. I really don't understand the allure of shooting at another dude, dude who's shooting at you fast. I don't... I, again, I get it when it's not fatal. But when it, once it's fatal, maybe you should have a cause. Choose a better hobby, really. But I guess there wasn't a whole lot going on back then. Like, you could either be a rancher... Or, you know, the blacksmith or like the coffee maker, like I said, but I guess I guess that was the like the adrenaline junkie, the X Games guys back then. That's what they used to do, probably. So I guess in that light I'll understand it. If you can hold a candle up to that in that aspect, I'll understand it. But they fucking were both out of the game and then they they're like, oh, I guess we're done. Duck duck duck. In the Twilight Zone. And then you see the ending, and you're like, okay, that was that was not an interesting... It was... Ah. I always sound like a total dick reviewing episodes I like. I like most of the episodes of Twilight Zone. This one's kind of a boring one, you know? But Mr. I got the Denton thing out of it. I like the name. I like the character. I, like, I don't like how he just changes in a dime. And he's gonna, I'm going to go ahead and stop being an alcoholic. That's not how that works. You're an alcoholic. Finding a magical gun does not render that fact useless. You know what I mean? It doesn't, it doesn't negate the previous 20 years where you were a, a vicious, dangerous lush to yourself. Like, you were the town drunk. Rod Serling even called you the town drunk in the opening. And here we are. You just stopped being a drunk one day because you got a clean shave. Whatever. I guess that's what we're doing. Okay, moving on. Fate. Whatever. Okay. You know what I mean? It's a good episode, but it's kind of like, okay, that was pointless. It was, just, it was more episode filler than inspired piece of work. It was not art, but it was fun. It, I don't know. It was entertaining enough. Only because I had wacky, weird-looking characters. Other than that, I wouldn't have fallen for it. The Jim Carrey guy saved this episode, and he was out 10 minutes in. So I guess I'm done rambling. So um, Mr. Night on Doomsday... Uh, it's pretty good. I don't. It's all right. If you want to watch it, go right ahead. I assume you already did. If you're listening to this, if not, what the fuck's wrong with your life? You got some problems, dude. If you listen to this and then watch the episode, would that be better? I kind of want someone to do it both ways. Like watch the episode, listen to me, and that way they kind of get that experience. And then I want them to listen to me, then watch the episode they've never seen before, and just see how that goes. And let me know which one is more interesting so I can go ahead and recommend it that way to to future. I don't want to say customers. I'm going to go ahead and say listeners. Um, customers, if you were to go ahead and pay me, that's fine. LoaderWonderland.com. Go ahead and donate on there. I got the PayPal button. Donate, and, and it feels my... Um, what's not heroin? I want to say, uh, Cameras. We're going to buy cameras because we're going to a video show soon. Hint, hint, me and Brent Puccio doing videos soon. Um, I'm not really sure what we're going to do. We're kind of come up with that ideas. Maybe it involves some stand-up in that. 
I don't, I don't know. We're we're debating. We'll see how that goes. Um, with that, we got the website. So go there, and then Loader Wonderland is a show. Comes out every fucking first of the month. That was awkward saying that. That was weird. Because I meant to say the Phoenix West show comes out every Monday. Every goddamn Monday. And then LIW Improv Theater, which stands for Loader Wonderland Improv Theater. Real fun show, which is me and guests. And usually celebrities or just... I meet a lot of random weird fucking people on the... Just out and about, on the road, anything like that. I just meet a lot of weirdos. And it's really fun to like kind of do short interviews. The show's like 10 to 20 minutes. And they're all like weird characters. And I had Al Pacino in here. I had Charles Barkley. Who else did I have? I had Johnny Depp. That was weird. Um, Al Pacino will not leave the studio still. He's been here a while. He's been in here a good few weeks. He will not goddamn leave. Um, I think he thinks we're a hotel. I'm not real sure, but he won't leave, and he, he is goddamn loud. I will say that. I, I, managed, I gave him a couple sleeping pills to record this episode, because otherwise he will yell through it like a, like a fucking animal, like a maniac. He should, be, he should be committed, really, for his own good. And then we got this show, which comes out whenever the fuck I please, because I'm a man of leisure, if nothing else. Um, so go subscribe to those on iTunes, Stitcher, um, search for Loading Wonderland wherever you want, really. Um, if you want to listen to our shows on YouTube, you can jerk off to those probably if you're real desperate and find my voice sexy, which you're listening still, so maybe. Maybe I'll help you out and whisper a little bit like this. Or maybe you like it a little louder and come in and come, motherfucker. Maybe you like it like, I don't know how you like it. Anyway, I'll get going now. Um... I guess that's all I really gotta say. Oh, the um, I should say this. The I I know this going in, but I I avoided spoiling it because it's fun for me. The Jim Carrey um, guy who I mentioned from earlier is Martin Landau. Figure that out. So if you know who that is, that's awesome. It's a cool little tidbit. Um, but he he looked just like Jim Carrey and Anthony Perkins. It was amazing. He's right in the middle there. It's a sweet spot. Anyway. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Loiteringwonderland.com. Loiteringwonderland.com. Subscribe. Tell your friends. That's how we grow. I appreciate everything. We've grown a lot over the past. I've been doing, I've been doing this for, I don't know, year and a half, some shit like that. November 2013, I think, is when we started recording. And it's been growing like crazy. We're at, I'm trying to get 10,000 views before the end of the year. We'll see about that on YouTube. And so if you could help out, subscribe, send an email, you know, post it to your Facebook, your Twitter, your twits, your tweets, you do what you got to do. I don't know. Thanks. I appreciate it. And have a good one. So long, citizens. Goodbye. That's why I like